We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the NBA front office show. Trevor Lane. You can find me on Twitter at Trevor underscore Lane. Joined by Keith Smith at Keith Smith NBA. Keith, how are you doing? Are you ready for the weekend? Almost here. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, I am actually. We, we, uh, our daughter's doing the soccer conditioning program thing. So we oh. did that. And while she was doing that, we got groceries done. So, man, the to-do list is looking pretty clean this weekend. I don't know what we're going to get into, but uh, it might be a nice little Saturday. I don't know. But I don't know if there'll be time for Home Depot. We'll see. <laughs> Maybe Bed Bath & Beyond. I don't yeah. I don't know if we'll have time. We might not. We'll find <laughs> out. <laughs> it's a great movie. movie. Yeah, um, Absolutely. In any event, yeah, the, this is this has been the day of getting stuff. I've been getting a lot of different chores, and th- probably because my wife is coming home tomorrow, so <laughs> I've been getting a lot of things done yeah, around the house today and making sure that I was on top of things. But I tell you what, like, so I had these last few days. I've had my my home alone experience, you know, mm-hmm. my, my Kevin McAllister. Next week, so my wife gets back into town Saturday night, and then she flies out Sunday morning for work and she's going to be gone most of the week. Wow. And so then it's going to be me and just me and the kiddo all week. Man. So, uh, so I'm going to be living, a, I'm living a very different life week to week, <laughs> week to week. Really? That's, that's yeah, for sure. That's crazy. Now here's the big question before we get into basketball. Did you yeah. finish Ms. Marvel? I did. Yeah. what do you think? Can we give away? Like, I don't know if I want to give away the ending. Yeah, we probably, you should. know what I mean? Well, we, we should probably at least hold. Okay, but good show. It was yes, it was it was very good. Uh, I I liked it. I thought it was. uh, There were. I'll tell you what. My my complaint is minor. I thought when she used her powers and then the other guy used his powers too. When they're like projecting the energy or whatever, I wasn't super happy with the the CGI on that. It looked a little dated or something. But that's a very very minor complaint overall i think I thought it's it was tough for good. the tv shows to meet the cgi quality of the that's movies. what it is yeah we get so used to what they they pump into those movies and then it's like the tv show taking a step back a little right. bit there so yeah and i see that they are talking about some stuff it looks like at comic-con so um that's that's been been kind of cool i haven't checked since i've been home if any uh new like kind of news uh b- broke from there but yeah let there there was definitely some uh interesting stuff um c- coming out and they saved some of their stuff for their their thing uh d23 but 
Um, the the animated X Men show looks kind of cool. I think that's gonna be fun. So, but we should probably talk about basketball. We'll, we'll, we'll I guess it. we'll do some MCU stuff on another day. I guess that's right. That's right. Tomorrow's um, the big Marvel uh, panel. I guess so. We'll really oh, find out the good. Juicy can't wait stuff to hear all the interesting yeah. stuff from from that one. Things will be probably juicy, yeah. but uh, but let's talk Lakers Pacers. So according to various sources, Bob Kravitz, I believe, was the first one who had this from The Athletic, that the uh, Lakers and Pacers, for the mo- he, he said trade talks are dead, and then said, but they're, but they're not really, basically. <laughs> yeah. Essentially where we're at, from what everybody has chimed in, you know, Mark Stein chimed in with this and everything, but essentially where the trade talks are at right now is the Lakers are offering Russell Westbrook and a first-round pick for Buddy Heald and Miles Turner. The Pacers say they want Russell Westbrook and two first round picks for Buddy Heald and Miles Turner. And that's where it's where it's at at this moment. So, Keith, what, what's your take on those trade negotiations and, and kind of where this is ultimately heading? Obviously, I've got got my thoughts on it because I've been covering it all day for the Lakers. But where do you stand on this? Yeah, I think if you're the Lakers, this is I know when we talked the other day, just Buddy Heald. It was, I, if correct me if I'm wrong, but your feeling was like, ah, that's a little bit too much. And, mm-hmm. and eventually I kind of came around to Russ and two picks for Buddy Heald is, yeah, that's probably too much. Russ and two picks for Buddy Heald and Miles Turner, that probably puts you a tier up in the Western Conference, I think, um, because then you can, you're probably going into the season with a starting lineup that looks something like Turner, Davis, LeBron, Healed and Kendrick Nunn. I don't know. Plug in whoever, right? And into that fifth spot. I think probably maybe Kendrick Nunn because he's probably the best point guard defender that they'd have left yeah. on there just to have somebody to chase around. Of You know, it, it, it almost kind of doesn't matter. I feel like I'm missing somebody. Um, I mean, Austin Reeves has been rumored yeah, Reeves, getting a look in the yeah. starting lineup. You yeah. could, have, if you want to go size, it's Stanley Johnson. There's, there's sure. a few different guys. Yeah, there's a bunch of different things. And, yeah. and functionally on the offensive end, LeBron's going to be your point guard. You're going to run most of the offense through him. It's more defensively. You just need to make sure you have somebody who can change. It's more like the, like the kind of little quick speedy point guards, right? The the bigger ones you're not overly worried about. You'll you'll mix and match and figure that out. It's the 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 small quick guys. You, you know who's going to chase Steph and Curry around, right? Like right. like that's what you need is is more of a true point guard there. So I I think I would do it if it was Turner and Heald, yeah. two picks and Ross. Because for me, I get it. Who knows what that'll look like you know, four, five, six years down the line. But I think your challenge is I want to maximize my LeBron window, uh, whether that be one year, two years, three years, whatever that is. Um, I want to I want to keep that window as wide open as I can. And I think this does that. Plus, it also gives you then two contracts where if something's not fitting quite right, you could turn around and flip them for something else Good by point. the time the trade deadline rolls around. Yeah, I'm not a. There's a lot of Lakers fans that I see that are a firm no on doing Buddy Heald and Miles Turner, and I'm definitely not doing that right now. Not okay. while there's a, a Kyrie Irving out there. Like if I'm going to give up both, yeah, folks, oh yeah, yeah. I want to. I want to make sure the Kyrie Irving thing is dead, dead, dead. Like yeah, completely agreed. dead and done. Said earlier today on Lakers, I said double tap Zombieland style. That's yeah. what it's got to be. <laughs> yeah. 
in order for me to to move on and do this Miles Turner buddy heel thing because I would rather and you can tell me if I'm crazy on this but I would rather do a deal to go get Kyrie Irving even though there's some headaches that come with that because I think your your ceiling is higher if you do that versus buddy heel to Miles Turner. No, for sure. And Kyrie Irving's the kind of guy where if you have a recurrence of injuries with you know, any one of those guys, I know we, we kind of had this conversation before with, Hey, the idea of LeBron Russ and AD is you're always going to have at least one. Right. Yeah. And, and that didn't really go so well, but I mean, I think Kyrie's a different guy. We saw at times this year after he was back while KD was still out, he can really still carry the offense and do a lot of things. So um, yeah, I, 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 that part I'm, I'm with you on. I would, yeah, you got to wait, make sure that that's completely finished because yeah the last thing you would want to do is do this and it comes out two days later like well you know Kyrie Irving sent it off for you know my a relatively minor return because right. that would be really tough now I am a hundred percent against dump using two first round picks just to dump Russ because I've seen some people say well just get them sent to the Pacers for almost whatever right um, along with uh um or to the Spurs that I'm against that doesn't make right. sense to me that's just you know that's not a good use of resources but yeah you know at that point just wait it out if you have to bench him you know see if he'll take a buyout you know just kind of say hey we're moving on don't even come to the facility anymore kind of like what the Rockets did with John Wall um, but yeah but if you can get actual talent back yeah Kyrie would be priority one for me then right under that though Hield and Turner's pr- pretty good. Even if the fits are not perfect, um, sure. right? But you go get those two guys and maybe you sign Dennis Schroeder. And, you know, just because I know that seems like that maybe is going to happen. And that just gives you a little bit of depth at the point guard position. And oh, then yeah. you figure out the rest of it as you get into the season. If uh, if you had your, your choice between the two and forget contracts completely, just who do you think is the better basketball player, uh, Buddy Hield or Malik Monk? And I'm I'm asking to give you a moment to think about that because yeah. Lakers fans were discussing like they had Malik Monk last year. If you sub in Buddy Heald, you know, is that an upgrade? Is that a downgrade? What what would be the expectation at that point? I, I think it's probably Buddy Heald, but I I think it's closer than like I don't I wouldn't want to make a snap judgment and say Buddy Heald, but I do think um I do think it probably is Buddy Heald. I think um. Yeah, I, th- I think it's probably him, but it's 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 uh, it is somewhat close. I think I think Buddy Heald can do a little bit more on his own as far as getting offense, where I think Malik Monk needs a little bit more help um, to to get his shots, to get his best looks, and those kind of things. I think Heald's the kind of guy you can kind of let him lead an offensive unit um, for you know. 10 minutes a night or something like that, or right. you'll really kind of be the key guy. And I don't know that monk is necessarily that guy. Okay. Yeah, that, that's fair. I do think that, that buddy, he'll probably is a bit better. Obviously contractually, he makes quite a bit more, but, uh, but something that I've seen going around in Lakers circles, Pacers fans, I've seen a lot of fans, pretty much every other team is saying, no matter what you do, don't help the Lakers. This is helping the Lakers. <laughs> like if you're getting yeah. picks, like picks or picks. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. Like, I mean, you don't care about that if you're the Pacers at this point. It doesn't matter. You know, I I, I mean, I guess I kind of get it if it was like another Western Conference team. But right. you're also not talking about building a Lakers team that if you're oh, a rebuilding team. Yeah, there's not going to be – this is not a five- or six-year deal where you're like, well, now we just built this monster that we have to deal with. Like, this is – 
two year, maybe maybe three year if you really stretch that window out, um, you know, kind of situation there. So in the, especially with the Pacers where they are in the opposite conference too, they do what's best for you. Who cares yeah. about you know what it does for the Lakers? It doesn't matter to you. Like, and and Miles Turner do. on an expiring contract, if he's not part of the future there, yeah, you get yeah. what you can for him. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, that's going to be your conversation if you're the Pacers right now is, all right, are we moving forward with Miles Turner as part of this? I don't think so because, right, because you just tried to do uh, – you just Aiton. tried to get um, DeAndre Ayton. Uh, sorry, I get distracted by the baseball game. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, you just tried to get DeAndre Ayton. You didn't, and now you're uh, – you got to come back to Turner, and I guess your question needs to be, hey, are you willing to do any kind of extension right now for probably not anything more than about $20 million a year, a slight bump over what you make now? And right. if he's not, then move on and, and trade him and get what you can. It's not You don't have to completely dump him. I mean, you could hold him till February and see if you get a better deal then. But you have to trade him by February because he's probably – if you don't have him signed to an extension, he's not coming back. Yeah, that's and that's the, the thing with yeah. that. So that, I mean, that you have to factor that into the value somewhere. Right. That's the other thing. Unlike this summer where we really only had a couple teams with cap space and they were really rebuilding teams that weren't looking to add talent. Uh, next summer, there's going to be a whole mess of teams with cap space. I just ran those projections the other day and um, for the first time kind of since free agency and that there is I've got 11 teams with cap space wow. and, you know, a couple of them are teams that might be starting to look to kind of climb up the ladder a little bit and a couple are definitely in that position. So, you know, we're, we're definitely going to be in a different spot next summer than we are uh, right now for sure. All right. Well, let's move on and let's talk a little bit about the Greek freak. Giannis, uh, he's going to play for Greece at Eurobasket. If you, yeah. if you're a, uh, if you're a Bucks fan, how do you feel about this? I'd be I'm nervous. Right yeah, I think I'm all right with it. I mean, you're always kind of nervous with any right. of these things. And the, and the first time he gets fouled kind of hard or falls awkwardly, you're going to like, you're going to hold your breath until you see him pop back up and that he's okay. But I mean, I look at it as these guys are going to play somewhere anyway. So I right. don't have a huge issue if it's in controlled environments like this with their national team. I, you know, no issue at all. Sure. Yeah. And that's, that's it. That's the part that's easy to forget is that if they're not, if they're not playing there, they're playing somewhere. Mm -hmm. They're not just sitting on the couch or, or something like that. So the risk of injury is not zero compared to whatever it is at, at Eurobasket. It's whatever the risk is, wherever else they're playing versus what they're doing in this, this exactly. competition. So, you know, if I'm the Bucks, I'm not going to be upset if they don't make a super deep run because it goes, I think until the 18th of uh of um september uh and that's oh, really only about a week or so ahead of when guys will be uh, rejoining their teams that's not um good. yeah september 1st to september 18th generally guys will start to get back into the facility for like informal workouts and stuff about you know september 25th ish and then training camps usually start uh you know like a week or so later um, with that, but I think it I, I might actually be a little bit earlier this year because I think the first preseason games this year are like the beginning part of October. Yeah, they are. I know, like the Lakers is the third, and I know I don't think they're the earliest ones. I know there's some earlier yeah. preseason games. So, and I think there are there's a couple teams going overseas uh, this year, or at least planned to right now. So that'll probably be a little bit different too. 
Um, okay, let's talk a little bit about Jared Vanderbilt for the now the Utah Jazz drawing trade interest around the NBA. Keith, I don't know, like I understand why there's interest in him. I was impressed with him with uh, with Minnesota last year, but if you're Utah, isn't this the kind of guy that you would want to keep at just 23 years old and and have as part of the the future of your franchise if you are rebuilding? Yeah, I think so. Um, he's also on a ridiculously undervalued contract. Yes. It's like four and a half million this year, and then just under five million next year. So, uh, next year's only partially guaranteed. But yeah, I mean, this is a guy. This is a guy who, if he sticks in Utah and there's not a whole lot else around him, he's probably going to be a double double guy uh, next year for sure. He's going to be a guy I'll be pumping. You know, go get on your fantasy teams because he's just going to pile up stats. Uh, for that team, he almost a double double guy. Yeah, anyway, I was gonna say he almost did it now. I had 8.4 mm-hmm. rebounds and seven points yeah. uh, last season for the Minnesota Timberwolves. And not very many shots, too, because he shot like 58% from the field or something right. ridiculous. So, yeah, I mean, I my guess is it's more for the Jazz. The thought is, all right, okay, is somebody gonna make an insane offer for Jared Vanderbilt? Then I like it. You fixed the typo. I, I missed a, I missed an R in his <laughs> in his name, and I went, I can't I can't rob the man of an R, particularly you when could, we're saying what a great rebounder he is. You, you could have blamed it on me, and he could he'd be Jad Vanderbilt. It's more we dropped the R's at the ends of words from the first That's time. right. But um, but yeah, I, I think it's um yeah, I think it's if someone's going to say, hey, we'll give you a really good first. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Well, sure. Like I, I think if you're Utah, but I, yeah, I'd probably just hang on to him, put him next to Walker Kessler and see what it looks like for, for the year with whatever else that roster's going to be. Yeah, indeed. And lastly, the Warriors appeared to not be interested in a trade for Kevin Durant. Um, not a surprise. I mean, when you're the rating champs and we've talked about this, that bench unit, it looks like a really good starting five for a rebuilding team, doesn't it? When you factor, you know, Jordan Poole and Wiseman and Kaminga and Moody, you've got all these all these pieces that, that you're looking at. Dante DiVincenzo's in there now as well. That's a pretty darn good bench unit. Plus, of course, you're starting five. You've already got a team that just won a championship. I understand the appeal of going and getting Kevin Durant, and there's a lot of history there. And that's got to be factored in too. You know, how does all that come into play? Kevin Durant's no question, an incredible player, but the Warriors aren't in a spot where they feel like they have to go get Kevin Durant in order to win. They just showed that they can win 
with this team as is. And they've got some young guys with upside that they should be optimistic about for the future as well. So they've got some sustainability there. So I understand why they would want to just kind of, you know, pump the brakes on this whole situation and just say, you know what, we're, we're good with, with what we've got right now. I think it's also for the Warriors, it becomes, are we going to, right? Because it would have to be Andrew Wiggins that goes in this trade, plus whatever else you're sending out, probably a couple of the kids, a couple picks or something like that. And then what you're locking into is, if health healthy, you're awesome, right? Mm-hmm. You're probably the best team in the league. Challenge is, Draymond Green has had injury issues several years running now. Stephen Curry's had problems a few years in a row. Clay Thompson just got back from missing two full seasons. Durant has missed time each of the last two years after coming back from missing a full year. So I would be a little skeptical of that without really good depth. And you're probably not going to have that really good depth because you're going to have to give some of that up in the trade for Durant. Plus, you're also locking into three more years of big money. It's in the Warriors are sending signs of, hey, we're kind of hitting our limit here of yeah. you know spending. Like you know, once we start pushing four hundred million between salary and tax penalties, that's probably you know where we we don't want to be at a half a billion dollars uh, every year for you know for this team. So I think as we look at it, it is this makes sense why they would stay away. And it's I think now too, it's how much better do we need to be like we we just won the championship maybe it'd feel differently if you'd lost but they didn't so you know run with it i am far more interested in seeing do they sign jordan Poole to an extension or not my guess is they don't and then next year are they really gonna have to pick between wiggins and pool um you know i said before a whole bunch of teams with cap space those teams are going to be pushing for one of those two guys, especially if Wiggins has another year like the year he just had. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Good point. Especially given how valuable wings are in the NBA right now. That's going to be interesting to see how all that plays out. And that's why, you know, we had speculated that maybe the Warriors would hang on to Otto Porter Jr. or, or find a way to do so, so that they had a Wiggins replacement already on their roster. Now, maybe you can say that's Jonathan Kaminga, and, and he's going to be the heir apparent to Wiggins. But I think they do have to prepare for the possibility that they are without Andrew Wiggins after next summer. Yeah. Because if he had a, if he has a season like he just did, I think he's getting another max deal, right? Uh, it's going to be really close. I, I mean, it, it, I, maybe yeah. not quite max, but I mean, it's going to be up there. Well, let's look at it this way, right? If you're one of those teams that I said has cap space yeah. next summer, let's 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 run through them because we we this is kind of our last topic for the night. So um, we've got a couple minutes here. So let's, this is what I projected for cap space. Houston at about 71 million. Uh-huh. All right. Maybe a Wiggins destination. Could maybe see that, right? Give, give see, them what that they, see what their young guys do. If they get some yeah. young guys to pop this year where they're like, you know, mm-hmm. we're not that far off. Sure. Yep. Detroit, 63 million. Mm-hmm. All right. Could maybe see that. Not the worst idea. Uh, Indiana, they don't have a wing with real size necessarily. Um, they're at about 47 million. Mm-hmm. San Antonio, 45, if they're looking to flip things very quickly. Uh, Utah, probably not. Orlando, probably not. Um, although, well, I guess Franz Wagner kind of fills that wing spot. OKC, they could maybe get into range to do a max offer. So, yeah, I mean, I think you've got guys certainly in position to to make a run at Wiggins or at Poole if they wanted to. 
Yeah, it's the. I just it, got to the mute button in time. <laughs> oh man, that sneeze was building for a minute there too. <laughs> that was a mess. That was a good catch, though. That was oh, a good man. catch. Um, I do think that there's going to be a market for him again, just given how scarce wings are in this yeah. market, particularly two-way if wings. He's an all-star again, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, look, like for Andrew Wiggins, he's got to be a little disappointed that he's not a free agent. He wasn't a free agent this offseason. Now I know there sure. wasn't a lot of money out there. But given the way he just performed and then what he did in the playoffs all the way through into the finals, I mean, he would have cashed in big time. So now he's got to hope to duplicate that this next season. And if he does that, I mean, he's somebody's going to give him really big money next summer. Yeah, I mean, he was easily the Warriors' second best player behind Curry in the finals. Yep. Like it's you know, So now you're talking all-star regular season, great playoff run. Um it's never, it's, it, he was never as bad as people made him out to be in Minnesota either. He just was young and inefficient and didn't really know how to win. And now I think he's kind of put it all together. And yeah, I mean, he'd be just kind of going into his prime years too. So that yeah, definitely going to be interesting to see how they make that work. Cause I, I don't think they're going to sign both of them. Cause yeah. you're talking Wiggins, 35, $40 million pool somewhere, 30, $35 million that's that's a lot and i just I, I i do think they're hit a point where it's yeah we can't like like we're, we're not gonna go that we're not gonna have there'd be four guys making 30 plus million plus draymond coming i think draymond has a player option next year too so that's another thing like yeah i just i can't see them going that deep into the tax for well, see, all of the, those guys the, the luxury tax is unfair yeah, right. That's yeah. that's what it is. Going to finally cost the Warriors. Yeah, I mean, it, it might, right? I mean, it it's it, it's not that it's unfair. It's just this is what the luxury tax is supposed to do, right? It is yeah. supposed to rebalance the playing field to a level where, hey, if you want to pay that much, it's going to be painful. And here's what it is. And I mean, we already saw it cost them Peyton and Porter, or at least one of the two, probably both of them, that they were like, ah, we can go now. Part of that is we got Kamingo, we got Moody, we got Wiseman, we've got we ended up signing Dante DiVincenzo. We've got all these guys we can play instead. But yeah, I mean, this is a spot where if you're the Warriors, it is um like it's it's all kind of coming home to roost now yeah. on the back end. And I think they're gonna be very cautious. I don't think they want to be two years from now with a bunch of older injury prone players kind of floating around there that is like we're okay but we're not really title contenders but we pay over half a billion dollars a year for this team i don't think that's where they want to be well then that also means they're out on kevin durant and we don't even know for sure that kevin durant's going to be traded um but do you want to play your your breaking news drop it's not a big one but it's fun anytime i can play my breaking news drop all right here we go I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. Since we are on the Golden State Warriors, Ooh. undrafted Purdue center Trevion Williams has agreed to a deal with the Golden State Warriors. Uh, that's from Sham Sarania of The Athletic. Uh, it's going to be an Exhibit 10 contract, so he's going to be coming in to compete for a roster spot uh, with, with the Warriors. So that's the uh, second guy the Warriors have signed in the last uh, couple of days. I It's now slipped my mind who the other one was um who was it 
Do you remember? Oh, Mac McClung. Mac McClung. Um, now he's getting a standard uh, non or partial guarantee Guaranteed deal. deal. So, right. Uh, Williams was with Boston at Summer League. Um, because it's an Exhibit 10, it tells me that the Celtics were probably – yeah, we're good, considering they, they have um, three open roster spots on the 15-man roster right now. So my guess is the Celtics said, yeah, we're not going to move forward uh, with a deal. So good, good luck to Trevion Williams. There's definitely talent there. He can pass for a yeah. big guy. He's, um, he's just a little too groundbound. He's not super athletic. He doesn't have great shooting range. So, you know, and he's a foul machine. I mean, he just fouls a ton. So, um, but, you know, maybe he makes the Warriors out of camp or, you know, converts to a two way or uh, hits Santa Cruz in the G League. But he, he's a guy who's going to be right around the fringes of the NBA. Right. And, you know, he was a guy that I had my eye on coming into the draft. And yeah. who knows if it, if it works out great, but this is the kind of guy that you just take a shot on. And, you know, if, if he can play his way through the G League or whatever and make it, then fantastic. And if not, you know, low risk, low risk type of move. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's no, yeah, absolutely no risk at all. Because yeah. Exhibit 10, so everybody knows that is completely non guaranteed, doesn't count against the cap or the tax unless the player makes the opening night roster. And if they do, then then it converts to a standard non guaranteed contract. And then it counts towards everything as, as it normally would. Right. Yep. And it does give them that, that little bit of incentive to stay with the organization right. rather than, say, go overseas or, or something yep. like that. Exactly. And we did see a handful of guys, I guess, are headed, headed overseas, uh, a couple more uh, players. is Ignas Bronstikas, who played for the Magic, is uh, headed overseas. So, uh, you know, that that happened. A couple two-way signings, too, just so we could check them off the list. Uh, Musa Diabate, uh, mm-hmm. second-round pick by the Clippers uh, out of Michigan. He signed a two-way with the Clippers. Sharif Cooper uh, signed his two-way qualifying offer to head back to the Hawks and Admiral Schofield signed his two-way qualifying offer to head back to the Orlando Magic. All right. So some of those deals are starting to come through now and uh, we'll see where things go from here. If we can get a couple more bigger deals to come through. Yeah. (laughs) We're still still waiting on Donovan Mitchell. We're still waiting on Kevin Durant on Kyrie Irving. And there's some other stuff that's out there, but it, you know who knows exactly when things are going to start going down yeah, again. We'll we're to... we're we're heading full on into NBA August here, pretty quick. Yeah. Yep. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or twenty-four-seven in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. But that's okay. We'll get through yeah, it. That's we'll it. get through it. It's when we'll finish out the team reviews and we'll hit, hit some hit. Then That's when we'll do an in-depth The Marvel show. We'll that's right. That that's right. Maybe maybe we'll have to do it. I'm going to go on vacation for like a week or so. So yeah, maybe we'll we'll have to do one right around then that we yeah, can we can exactly. put, get in the can to, yep. to post while <laughs> I'm on on a beach. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm gonna uh, uh, my vacation's more going to be here probably in the central Florida area, but it'll be uh yeah. I'm definitely going to walk away from all this for for at least a little bit because it'll all start back up before we know it. We'll need to recharge a little bit, yep. but everybody, we appreciate you for joining us. Thank you. Make sure you do subscribe to the NBA front office show. Don't forget to go check out our clips channel as well. Uh, we can find the shorter versions of some of our, our content and of course rate review and subscribe over on Apple podcasts till next time, everybody see ya. Stay safe. Have a great weekend.